Welcome into the Hypertime, this experimental episode of Hypertime to podcast. Since we are on a bit of a hiatus here, I figured I would uh, test something out. And I am currently driving away from my kiddo's school, and I have my phone uh, propped up on its little pop socket holder in the uh, vent of my car and I figured let me test out a driving episode see how I can do um, I don't know if this is going to be salvageable or not uh, I guess we will see how this goes so um, if you're hearing this I will deem it good enough at the very least um, but I wanted to put something out I hate the fact that I haven't really done much so far with Hypertime this year um, so I have been reading um, some webtoons. Um, if you don't know, they are both a site. You can also find an app for them where um, independent creators can go on and put up their comics. Uh, it can be daily. It can be weekly. Um, kind of up to up to them. And some of it is really cool. Um, some of it has left me kind of eh. But I want to talk about some of the ones that I have liked and maybe... You know, if they sound interesting enough, check it out uh, for yourselves. It is mostly free. <laughs> um, the thing about Webtoons that I don't really seem to like is that they have this weird... Um, this kind of like weird model where it seems to be dependent on each cartoon... I keep wanting to say cartoon. Based on each comic that they do where you may get like the first 40 free and then after that you have to wait uh, 24 hours before you can read the next one um, some of it have to where it's just like nope read all you want some have it to where you have to read uh, they have it like every I guess 7 days or 14 days or something it's kind of all over the place, and that is my biggest gripe with how Webtoon works, is that it just seems to be dependent on, I don't know if it's the creator, or if it's based on popularity or what, but it's kind of all over the place, and it's the biggest drawback, because if you find yourself invested in something, you might find yourself having to wait three weeks, if not longer or you know whatever um it's kind of the whole thing i dislike about the monthly comic idea is that you know you get interested in something but then you have to wait a long length of time uh to get the next piece and sometimes it's you know you're not reading like 24 pages of content in one one release on webtoons it's definitely more like panel by panel um, so if you have to wait a week or two there it definitely it's not great 
the monthly release with comics, you know, my gripe with that is that sometimes a month can feel like a very long time. And so by the time that next issue comes out, it can be very difficult to remember exactly what all happened, uh, where you're at, especially if the way the issue is written, there's like a sort of disconnect or a time jump between issues. And so you might have to find yourself rereading something. And I think that is one of the strengths of the collected editions and all that. But anyways, to get back to Webtoons, uh, I just want to talk about a few of the ones I've been reading on there. The ones that I think are really cool and you should check out. Uh, the first is one I will scream from the rooftops as like one I absolutely love. And that is Scoob and Shag. Um, it... <laughs> It is one of those ones where the creator must be having a difficult time getting the um, getting the stuff out. It feels like it was doing pretty regular, and then it would expand out to like once a month. Um, then it became like two months, and now it's like every three or four months, if not longer. Um, I have to double check exactly when it was, but definitely there is like a long gap between um, each new release and it sucks because that that comic is really cool um, it starts out as kind of like a stoner comedy between Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and it's you know like it's more mature rated so it has like Scooby-Doo flipping the bird or he's puking up mayonnaise or he's carrying a gun around stuff like that and then, like, around, I want to say it's the... I'm going to call them episodes because it's easier for me than trying to find it. Like, I'll just call them episodes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, around the 10th episode, there is, like, a change of pace. And it's one that I'm, I was completely down for. And it actually started creating, like, this story... And so, like, Scooby and Shaggy, if I remember, I can't remember if they get in a crash or what, but they end up meeting with Kermit the Frog, and Kermit is, like, this big stoner, and they end up walking through this forest, I think, and they ended up meeting, uh, not meeting, they ended up running across this house, this mansion or whatever, and they go inside, and some creepy stuff goes on, and it becomes, like, what was once this, like, one-off series has become this, like, very deep and almost anime um, series where they're bringing in all these different cartoon characters from Mickey Mouse to uh, Dee Dee and Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory, uh, The Simpsons, uh, they've hinted at um, like different anime characters. Uh, it's, it's not just like typical things, they each have like special powers because they're actually aliens from a different planet who all the cartoons that we watched growing up was them, like, projecting to us, like, different things. And, yeah, so they each have special powers. Um, for example, Dee Dee has this power where once she learns what it is, she kind of, like, grasps that she can form, like, big giant words in the air. Think of it, like, in Batman, where it would be, like, pow, and, like, big words would pop up saying pow. Except then she can take those words and use them to fight with. Um, so it's stuff like that. You know, Yogi can... If I remember right. Sorry, it's been a while because of how long the releases have been. 
I'm not going to say yogi. There's one where it's like, oh, hey, I can travel back in time. Or, oh, I can change my face. Uh, stuff like that. Um, it's it's really cool. It has this... It's Like I said, it's very anime. It's very over-the-top, action-packed. Um, there is a lot of interesting lore behind everything. And it's one of those things where, like, after reading it, I'm like, man, I would love to see a cartoon series based on all of this except I know that it would be absolutely impossible with all of the characters that they're using but man it is really cool um, they start toning back a lot of that like kind of juvenile stoner behavior um, from the first like 10 episodes or whatever so if you kind of like that more over the top anime approach using cartoon characters that you've grown up knowing and loving I would highly suggest checking out Scoob and Shag over on webtoons. Another one that I ended up really loving is called Distant Sky. Um, I don't know if it's like a common theme across webtoons, but a lot of it seems to be centered over in, uh, I think it's like Korea, like South Korea maybe. And I think Distant Sky is one of them. And it's basically this kid who wakes up in a world that is like completely dark. He's not able to see anything. And I don't want to like spoil any of it because that is part of the fun in that series is kind of seeing like what all happens. Um, but basically it is almost like a post-apocalyptic story from like a different, different angle of sorts. And so yeah, it's him basically going around trying to figure out what is going on. How do I you know, get away from here. He has no memories, um, so he's he's lost. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, he runs across other people. Um, most of them are not great, um, and that is kind of the running almost joke with Distant Sky is that there's almost never anything good that happens by the end of each episode. Like, something else goes wrong. Just when you think something is going to go right, nope, sorry, there's a cave-in, or, oh, here's a bunch of cannibals, or, oh, I ran across uh, <laughs> this bit of information about how everything came to be, um, stuff like that. And what's even more kind of surprising is that the series, as far as I can tell, is finished, but I haven't been able to finish it because this is one of those stories where it's like, okay, you read this last issue, but these remaining three are going to be released um, every two weeks or whatever. So I think I have like three left I need to uh, wait for. But it's really good. It's really engaging. Um, the mystery of what happened to the world is incredibly intriguing. Even after you learn what happened to it, you still find out like, I don't know everything. Um, and surprisingly, what does happen is something that they don't, at least so far, have not fully illustrated um, in in the series itself. Um, but they have a website where apparently this is a story that links many of their other comics that they have online. And so it will basically tell you what is going on, how they're connected, their like the timeline of everything and it sounds super cool um it's weird though because when it's like oh hey you need this is the first issue 
we're, this is the first series for this giant storyline. And you're reading it and you're like, I don't know. Like the tone is so completely different and I don't really know how this all lines up. Um, but I'm sure it's probably one of those things where it's like, oh, this character uh, will go on to do something in this next series. And then that character um, will go on to do something else. Because I know there's two characters in particular in Distant Sky that end up showing up that are from the other series. Um, it's, I don't know, it's really cool. Um, it has a very, like, horror aspect to it, um, but it's also like very much a thrill ride. Um, the art is amazing. A lot of it is mostly just black and white, stuff like that. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I would love to see like a TV show or something made of it. Even a movie might be okay, even though I don't think they could cram everything in one movie. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's super super interesting as to what happened. It seems a little bit different than most post-apocalyptic stories and kind of the angle that they went with it without spoiling anything, which which sucks. That's like the part I want to talk about the most, but I don't... That was like a lot of what pulls you through it is to see like, what happened? Where are they? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Um, distant Sky very good. I would highly recommend that. Um, and as I previously mentioned, Scoob and Shag, um, I am actually at work now. Uh, so I think I will stop it here. I will probably, if it is salvageable, I will do like a little cut audio thing here and then I will come back more than likely tomorrow. And then if everything sounds good, I will stitch it all together as one episode yeah, just a test. A test to see if this works, because if so, maybe Hypertime will have more, like, mini-episodes. But, yeah. We will see how this goes. And I am pulling in here. So, if you are hearing this, then expect something to follow up. But right now... Here is some transition music. I don't know what I will pick yet. So, yeah. Be right back. Alright, work is over. So, here I am again. Drained of all energy and not sure how this is going to work now. Uh, so, yeah, let's get back to talking about webtoons. Um, the next one I would like to discuss is called Gremory Land. Uh, that's G-R-E-M-O-R-Y-L-A-N-D. And Gremory Land is a book, I, it's not a book, it is a webtoon that I would suggest reading like October for Halloween um, I've noticed I gravitate more towards the like uh, horror and thriller type stories on webtoons um, and Gregory uh, Gremory land is the first one I did um, and part of that was just the look of the book is really nice 
Um, it has this kind of like very clean art style, but the colors really help make everything pop as well. Um, but it is definitely horror themed. Um, it is about a group of, I don't know if they're high schoolers or like fresh into college kids. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think they ever named like the age range. Uh, but it's a bunch of kids. They uh, get invited to a like theme park of sorts called Gremory Land. Um, nobody has heard of it. They don't know what it is. Um, and they all basically all head there as a group and it's the entr uh, entrance is basically this giant almost like ventriloquist looking head uh, and you walk through its mouth um, it is a creepy looking thing and the inside of the park itself is also incredibly creepy where each attraction is um, something that could threaten the lives of the people who go in there and the only ones who are there are these kids. Um, they don't know who built it. They don't know um, if there's a way to escape, even though they do try. Um, and it is basically their uh, adventure through Gremory Land um, as the way that the story plays out. Um, it's actually built into different seasons where something happens at the end of each season that kind of goes into the next um, and it kind of continues the storyline so just when you think one uh, the group of kids story comes to an end the next will start something else but it will link everything together um, it's a really satisfying way um, I am nearing the end of that one as well unlike uh, Distant Sky Gremory Land is one that uh, I think I got through the first uh, 30 episodes before it required like a 24-hour wait period between each one, each new one. Um, so every every night before bed, I pull Grammarly Land up and give it a read, and it's always really good. And I can kind of see where it's going. I'm really curious to see how it plays out. I think I only have like 10... Or so left to go um, but yeah come Halloween if you're looking for something to read I would definitely recommend uh, checking out webtoons for Gremory Land um, it is very very good um, and that is also another one that I feel is ripe for like an HBO show of some sort um, it can get violent it plays with a lot of both emotions and uh, what's this guy doing? Ah, you guys might hear me road rage too as I try not to crash into stupid drivers who cut you off and everything. Um, where was I? Grimmery Land. Um, yeah, Grimmery Land. It's it's really good. Like I said, the art style is very. Uh, the art is a very, uh, very good. Uh, the story is great as well. Um, I'm sure if I were to go back and reread some of it, I wonder how much of it would would stick. Because some of the things that happen later on has me questioning whether or not that is actually how it played out at the beginning. Um, 
but I haven't actually went back to check on that. Um, but yeah, if you need something come October, or even before October, if you're just looking for something good to read, Grimmery Land is something I would highly suggest. Um, another story um, I would suggest um, is called Hell is Other People. This one, this one's weird because it's not like a, a true, like, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn horror story. So, like, you can see where the horror elements are. Okay, straight up. The, <laughs> let me just get to kind of explain why. The story is about a guy who moves out of his parents' home um, and basically takes up a job from one of his friends and the money that his parents have put in for him to live out there goes to, uh, I can't think of what the term is because it's a Korean term. Um, it's basically like a very cheap apartment complex. And so this guy goes there and as he's living there, all of the people who are living with him, it's basically just this, I don't know if it's just like this one floor basically all the people that they talk about. The people on his floor, the ones that live next door to him and everything, are creepy. Um, both some of the um, angles of the faces, uh, the size of the eyes, the smiles, um, some of the way the characters are written in terms of dialect and everything, all really kind of plays into the, like, these people something is messed up with these people and I should not trust them. Um, does a very, very good job on that front. Um, the art, I do not like the art style as much as Grimmery Land or Distant Sky. Um, so yes, yeah, this guy living in an apartment complex. Uh, they are all creeping him out and there's kind of moments where uh, the main character does not see or hear things going on um, but the reader notices things that the that the uh, main character doesn't which kind of helps play into the this guy may not really fully comprehend the horror that he could be living with and so yeah it's basically his time there um, living in this this town in this complex um, the new job he started with he is not uh, exactly qualified for and a certain employee that is his trainer realizes that he's not qualified for it. He kind of makes his life a living hell. Um, so it is, he's kind of getting stress from both work. He's getting stress from the place he's living at. Um, and everything is kind of boiling over and affecting who he is as an individual as well. Um, so it's this kind of like uh, psychological de-evolution of this character in a way to where you see them like becoming someone else who is far more uh, vile and mean uh, and kind of like he's becoming the people that are that he's attributing all of his stress to. Uh, the people that is making his life worse he is slowly becoming more and more like them. Um, and so, yeah, this story, again, it is a finite ending. Um, I am, I think, about 20 away. It is also one of those ones where after the first, like, 30 uh, Webtoon episodes, it 
does a 24 hour thing, so it's not one you have to wait too long with for each new piece. Um, but again, very good. Um, I wish it pulled me along as well as some, as some of these other ones, but it has me hooked on just long enough to see exactly who these people are because while they tease it, they don't outright show everything. And so just like the main character, uh, the reader is pretty clueless um, outside of, again, like the main character, some assumptions that can be made based on things that are being said or done. Um, yeah, Hell is Other People. Again, check that out. October would be a good time for it, but really, you could read that anytime and I think it would be perfectly cool. Um, let's see, there is also, let me pull it up here, I'm at a stop sign, ah, uh, yes, um, the professional one, the Batman Wayne Family Adventures, I think it is, and that is, hands down, the best Batman stories being told currently, it is, the Batman is the Bruce Wayne that I think the company needs so badly. Um, it is probably my favorite thing that DC is currently putting out, and it's just a little webtoon. Um, it does the family elements of the Batman team so incredibly well, and it is something I wish that the main books would see more often. Um, it feels human. It feels like these people are real people. It is fun. It is lighthearted, even though there can be very touching and emotional moments in this webtoon. Um, whether it's... I don't want to get into it. I don't want to spoil any of the good moments that the story has. But it is. It's very good. And most of the um, episodes are one-offs to where just read one is done. A few of them may have like a part two or a part three. But again, it is very funny. The characters are all um, fitting their role perfectly within the Bat family. Um, it's it's amazing. Uh, whether it's Cassandra Kane or Tim Drake or Dick Grayson, um, they all fit who they should be as characters. And those characteristics of them written into a family aspect that the main books just do not do or do not do very well. Um, it makes... It isn't just like all action-packed you know, kapow, bam, poof, whatever. It's like, oh, hey, I... I am seen as the older brother. I need to uh, try and be an, a better older brother and you know, them trying to find a place within the family itself or trying to help each other. So there may be moments where it's like, oh, uh, Batman's in trouble, so we need to get the Batmobile to Batman. And so Duke, who's never driven the Batmobile before, uh, <laughs> has to do it. And he's, you know, wrecking uh, the, sh you know, buildings as he's going by because he accidentally presses a button that shoots out missiles or something. And so there is like a comedic aspect to that. Um, but there's also moments where it's like Damien and his mom and, 
you know, just that element of, it almost feels like divorced parents is why I imagine it would be, um, or, um, certain characters bouncing well off of their, off of each other, like, uh, Damien wanted to get, like, a weakness for Jason Todd, only to find out that he reads, I think it was, like, Rapes of Wrath or something like that, and Jason's like, you, you just need to read this, and then Damien does, and it's pretty funny. Um, it's it's really good. I will I will scream it from the rooftops. This is my favorite Batman story out there right now. Um, it is something that I wish DC offices would look at and try and implement more in their main books. Um, it is it gives me the same sort of happy vibes that the uh, Tomasi, Superman, and um, Clark and John, you know, Superman and his son. Um, those, like, yes, they're still superheroes, but they're also still people. They still have emotions. They still have uh, things that make them similar to everyone else uh, reading the books. Um, and Batman Family Adventures does that. And it does it so incredibly well. And I know that there is, like, a tiredness of how much Batman content is out there, but if there is one that you need to read, this is the one I would suggest, and it's one you don't even have to pay for, because it's free on Webtoons, and if DC was smart, they would, assuming they haven't done it already, I haven't checked, if DC was smart, they would uh, put these as like a trade paperback or something, because it is so amazing, and so yeah, I will suggest that as well as the like one uh, mainstream comic from Webtoons. Um, again, it's the Batman Wayne Family Adventures. Um, really, really good. Um, art is amazing. Um, so much personality, not just by how it's written, but uh, how how everybody is drawn. Um, some of my personal favorites. Uh, I think it was the, I think it was Thanksgiving. Or was it Christmas? It was a holiday where um, Bruce and Alfred were out. And so they all took it upon themselves to fix fix the big meal. And oh boy, does that go south. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, as With Batwoman watching by knowing good and well that this was not going to end well. And did not want any, any part in it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely check that out. It's really good. And so the last one I want to mention... Um, is Tales of the Unusual. It is also one that I would probably highly suggest. Again, um, around October, it is another, like, more horror-themed, but it's, like, it almost gives me, like, Tales from the Crypt vibes, where every episode, every, you know, handful of webtoons, it's um, a different story, even though some of them do kind of link up together based on either the topic that they're discussing or characters used within it, but for the most part, they're kind of their own thing. Um, but it's really good. Some of the things that they tackle in there is incredibly interesting, whether it's um, kaiju, uh, whether it's um, the idea of beauty and how you can... Um, what would you do if you could shape the beauty of your of your body um, and 
nothing goes right. Nothing goes right for these people more often than not. Um, it has ghosts. Um, it can have monsters and all that kind of stuff. Magic. Uh, weird sci-fi stuff. It kind of goes all over the place in terms of the horror elements that it tells. Um, and while some of it can definitely be more disturbing, some of it is not so bad. Um, but it's all very well done. The writer is a little bit tongue-in-cheek in, at times, um, kind of inserting themselves as, you know, like um, if a character is reading a forum or something, he might have, um, he might insert, like, the title of his webtoon in there as well as, like, one of the thread titles or something, just goofy little stuff like that. Um, art is good, um, even though sometimes it's hard to tell. Like, character-wise, a lot of them can start looking the same, which would be my biggest gripe about the art. Um, but, yeah, it's it's also really, really good. Um, the horror elements of it are very well told. Um, it is done to where I have to, like, without question, uh, read a few, at the very least read a few every night. There is, I think, over 300, and I am nearing that 300 mark because I try and read, um, I think I read probably between 10 and 20 every day because they're just really good and, and um, engaging. And yeah, I would definitely suggest reading that if you like some good horror stuff. Um, but again, it's not completely terrifying. It's not... You know, some of it can be a little grotesque looking. Um, some of it can be a little bloody, but for the most part, I think it is completely tolerable. Um, though it will definitely, it can leave some images in your head at the very least. Um, but I am home. And with that, I think I will cut this recording off now. Um, so hopefully it all turns out okay. I guess we will see. Thank you for tuning into this little experiment. You know how I usually end these. Follow, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, I'll try and include all that normal stuff in the notes below. And, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully this is something worth listening to. And hopefully you check out Webtoons and some of the cool stuff they have on there. Um, so with that, I will bid you all adieu. I hope you take care. And I'll see you further down the hype time. Bye. This has been a VGU.TV production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, tune in to VGU.TV.